Hey guys, this is an ADD Woman podcast. I'm super excited to get started this month, though, because it's October. And if you are an ADHD or you have been for any length of time, this is our month. October is ADHD Awareness Month. So let's dive into what do we need to be aware of when it comes to ADHD in general. Welcome to an ADD Woman podcast. I'm your host, Lacey Estelle, writer of all things about ADHD parenting and being an ADHD mother on Mothering the Storm with Lacey Estelle at LaceyEstelle.com. Here on an ADD Woman podcast, we're going to switch it up and talk about all things to do with ADHD as an adult woman and how we deal with it. Now, you might be thinking, ADHD, women don't really have that. Actually, we do. We've all just been doing such a great job for years of masking it. So let's dive in. So one thing that I feel like as a woman with ADHD gets often overlooked or or people sometimes, I still still feel like when I tell somebody I have ADHD as a woman, unless they've experienced it themselves, they either have it, their child has it, or anything, their spouse has it. They likely will sometimes look at me like, you don't look like you have ADHD, or do you really have ADHD? Or are you just a flake? You know, and I, I think that I think that the likelihood of that actually being what's going through somebody's brain and what I think is going through their brain is probably slim to none. But I can't seem to help it because I struggled for so long and for so many years, I did just think of myself as just this girl who just could not get her poop in a group. Okay. And I know that's just such a silly thing to say, but I'm trying hard not to swear. So I could not get my poop in a group. I could not get my ducks in a row. No matter how much I tried, I just could not seem to get my bleep together. So with that said, October being ADHD Awareness Month, I think it's really important to talk out loud to as many people as you can about ADHD and the impact it has had on your life. And I am going to be super vulnerable and tell you guys a little secret that I have been keeping to myself for the last oh, three and a half months, three months. <laughs> I am pregnant. So this is my, this will be our fifth child. This is me and my husband's first child together. And pregnancy for me in my history and my past has always come loaded with major emotions. Why is that? Because I think so much of society has put so much pressure on mothers and women and all the things we're supposed to be. And when you have ADHD, as a mother, I feel like having kids really breaks you open and makes you vulnerable. And you start to kind of realize like, wow, I have a whole other person that is relying on me to make the right decisions. And I fumble through my own decisions daily, right? That's just like a typical mother. But when you have ADHD, day-to-day tasks feel really hard. And those are tasks that you're just doing for yourself, like taking a shower, getting up in the morning, getting out of bed, making yourself food, pre-planning your lunch, pre-planning your lunch date, remembering your doctor's appointments. Those are all things that If you have ADHD as a woman, you probably struggle to do. And then on top of that, you add in that you're going to have a child. If you have undiagnosed ADHD, you have this like insurmountable 
idea in your head of the things that you're supposed to do. And for some reason, it's just constantly out of reach. So I've been going through a lot of vulnerable emotions over the last three months. And part of it, I'm sure, is pregnancy hormones. I know I said on previous episodes, I'm between medications. And I am right now because I'm no longer taking my stimulant medication for my ADHD. And it has really, really thrown a wrench in a lot of my plans. And so often, we as ADHD women, when we're struggling like this, we we tend to close ourselves off. We tend to isolate and pretend that everything is going okay. But I'm going to be honest with you guys, this has been really hard. I am finally in a place where my pregnancy feels very joyful and exciting and less uncertain because I had my previous children with relationships that were not meant for me that I was not going to continue to have. They weren't Christian relationships. It was before my walk with Christ. And now that I'm married to literally who I feel is the man of my dreams and we're happy and we're sustaining our life and everything is good for me to then become pregnant and have to go through all of these emotions all over again with having ADHD of just feeling worthless because I can't function like most women can. Now, I say most women, but we need to be realistic here, okay? What we see on Instagram or what we see on social media is not most women. That is probably 5% of somebody's life, and they, of course, are taking a picture of it, so they're making it look very picturesque. My life is not, it's not like that. Right now, I'm struggling to clean my house. I'm struggling to get things done. I'm struggling to stay on track with my goals. And part of it is hormones. Part of it is nausea. Part of it is, hey, I'm not taking my ADHD medication. So I'm kind of fumbling through figuring things out. Now, I will say one thing that has not taken a hit so far is, is my self-esteem and my self-worth because I have leaned heavily on all the things that I have been teaching you guys in this podcast that our worth is not in our behavior. So some things that I think we should be aware of for ADHD Awareness Month that if you're a woman with ADHD and people want to know, you know, hey, you know, I heard that it, I, I saw that you posted that it's October, it's ADHD Awareness Month. What does that, what does that mean for you? And not that people will start that conversation, but you never know. You know, here's, here's where I think that, what do they say? The, the rubber meets the road <laughs> when it comes to those of us struggling, those of us who have struggled, those of us who have it and want to help others, we need to recognize some of these really, really important things about ADHD and, and really recognize how large it is because of the fact that we tend to tell ourselves, just like I have done for the first five minutes of this podcast, that it's, it's not as difficult as it is. But the truth is, it really is. So ADHD women, we also have the same negative consequences for untreated ADHD as our male counterparts, which means that we are likely to have low academic performance and we're likely to have behavioral issues. These are long-term consequences of untreated ADHD. And I'm the poster child for that. I struggled with depression and suicide my senior year of high school. I barely graduated. I think I graduated with like a 1.6 GPA. It was a miracle that even my community college let me into college. And then, of course, they made me feel really confused because I got to college and my academic performance went way up. Um, I managed to get 4.0s in quite a few of my classes. I made the dean's list. And yeah, I was still struggling all the time to just manage it all. And I think that's where 
you know, the self-esteem issue with women and having ADHD. So what is likely to happen if you are a woman with ADHD, if you're a young girl with ADHD, you look around, you see that other girls don't seem to struggle to stay on task like you do. And instead of associating it with not being able to focus, like I feel I feel that when I look at my boys, I can talk to my oldest son and I can say, hey, how are you doing in class? What do you feel like you're struggling with? He never starts his words with, I just feel like I don't want to do it. Now, every once in a while he will, but a lot of times he will immediately go, I can't focus, mom. I can't, I can't focus on what they're trying to teach me. I don't understand it. So immediately he's seeing the, the direct repercussions of his untreated ADHD if he's, you know, wants to go off medication. And for him, we're, we're doing this kind of treatment where it's, I'm trying to help him navigate his own decisions with how he treats his ADHD and how far he wants to go when it comes to treating it and how he feels about himself. And it's tricky. So all that to say is I feel like with boys, they'll present and say, I can't sit still. I can't stay focused. I don't understand what's being taught. I didn't hear what the teacher said. When I was a young girl, I was expected to be smart. Girls are just, oh, it's just a, it's just an accepted thing. We're smart. We like to read. We pay attention in class. We're teacher's pets. So to all of a sudden be in school and not be understanding or comprehending what was being taught to me, I'm not even going to tell you that I recognize that that's what was happening. Instead, I was like, I think it's just that I really feel weird or I don't feel happy or I don't enjoy this anymore. So because of that, if I were to go to my my family or my parents or you know anybody who might be able to advocate for me, I'm going to lean on my feelings. Maybe that's a girl thing. Maybe it's not. But what often happens, and they have studied this now, is that girls are much more likely to also end up with anxiety and depression. And because of that, because those symptoms will present first, you know, oh, we struggle to get out of bed. We sleep a lot. Those same things can be ADHD related. If you are struggling to regulate the dopamine in your brain, getting out of bed, getting awake in the morning, functioning to remember day-to-day tasks, that's going to be really hard. And if you go into your doctor and you tell them that, they're going to say, oh, it sounds like you have depression. You're like, no, I could never actually want to do these tasks. So I think it's really, really important that as a woman with ADHD, if you're listening to this, we talk about the impact it really does have, that we tell other people that, hey, if girls have untreated ADHD, it's, it's not just boys. You know, a lot of times I feel like it's obvious when men have untreated ADHD, they go on to develop drug problems. They go on to develop substance abuse issues or alcohol-related issues, relationship-related issues, job-related issues. And I think those are all pretty obvious when it comes to performance-based problems because of the fact that men grow up to be assumed to be the provider. You know, they're assumed to be the, well, that's just a, that's just a man for you. He's not in touch with his feelings. He doesn't, he doesn't understand the impact of the consequences that he has on others when he decides to, you know, take too many painkillers. But the thing is, is that we as women are just as likely to develop these same natural consequences of our untreated ADHD. We'll struggle our whole lives with self-esteem. It will push us into toxic relationships. There's a movie, I think it's called Perks of Being a Wallflower. I'm not a huge proponent of it, but there was one line in it that I always thought 
that is so insanely true. She says, we accept the love we think we deserve. And when you have ADHD as a woman and it's untreated and you don't understand why you're struggling so much and you look around and you see all of your peers who are totally capable of doing all the things that you for some reason just cannot do, you can't help but ask yourself where your worth will really come from. So here's the other thing is that having satisfactory academic achievement, it no longer should rule out whether you have ADHD as a woman or not. If I had only ever had to worry about my schoolwork in school and not done any extracurricular activities like my mom helped me to pursue, I was a competitive dancer. I absolutely loved it. I miss it terribly all the time. I think about performing and how wonderful it was and how much I loved it. That consumed majority of my hyper-focus in school. And I often ask myself, if I had allowed myself to only worry about academics, would I have gotten better grades? Was that the difference in college where once I got to college, I, I was no longer worrying about doing anything other than just college work, at least for a few semesters before I had to get a job? That no longer should be a diagnostic requirement for women with ADHD because oftentimes women with ADHD will find ways to perform even though it is so much more difficult for us. We are likely and this is a fact, I'm still going through facts here, we're likely to develop better coping mechanisms and coping strategies um, than our male counterparts. And we also are more likely to mask our symptoms. Why? Because it goes back to what I said. Girls are, well, we're, we're smart. Girls are gentle. We're not loud. <laughs> we're graceful. You know, yes, we are. We're capable of that. But let me just tell you, we're loud. <laughs> we're clumsy we're silly, we're hyperactive. We do all those same things that boys do. But for some reason, as a girl, we're just only expected to do it. Oh, you know, very little, very few. We're super impulsive, especially if we have ADHD. We're boy crazy. Sometimes when we're in middle school, we're love crazy. We dive into any sort of relationship we can find. We dive into any sort of acceptance we can find. Just the same as boys with ADHD. So it needs to be made, we need to be made aware that as women, one of our biggest coping mechanisms is we become really great actresses. So much so that we kind of lose ourselves. It took me a long time. I used to get really frustrated because it felt like every time I would meet new people, I would absorb some of the things that they like to do rather than trying to distinguish the things that I actually enjoyed. What did I actually like to do? How did I actually like to live my life? What brought me joy? What brought me happiness? What made me feel fulfilled? When I started to actually ask myself those questions and look at those things, I realized that a lot of the things that I was always chasing, I was still chasing acceptance for a long time. And I think that all comes from those residual effects of having ADHD for most of my life and just wanting to fit in, just wanting people to like me. And if that meant getting good grades to like me, well, then I fudged and pretended I was smart. If that meant that I read certain books, I fudged and pretended I was reading certain books. Sometimes I actually dived in and read those books and I would feel like I enjoyed them because I then had a way to have a conversation with people who were my peers, who I felt I needed to deserve their respect, right? But as I became an adult, it became, well, all of the friends are going out drinking. Okay, I guess I'm going to go out drinking because that's what everybody's doing. Or all of these friends are, you know, trying different drugs. Okay, well, maybe I'll try that. All of the friends are having sex. Oh, okay, well, I guess, I guess that's what everybody's doing. And I, I want people to like me. I want people to think that I'm mature and established and, 
you know, worthy of somebody to be respected. And none of those things are what give you self-worth. None of them. ADHD affects our behavior because our behavior is so often linked to our character. It's so often that people will look at you and say, oh, well, you're the type of person that does this and does that. So you must just be an unreliable, lazy type of person. But that's not actually where our worth comes from. As much as having ADHD and needing to recognize that our worth does not come from those things, it's really hard to start to peel back those layers that have sort of crushed your self-esteem because you, you're busy just trying to, to fit in wherever, where anybody else's puzzle piece is open. And you're like, yes, I can fit that mold. Let me, let me, let me try it. Because if I try it for any short length of time, maybe I'll like it. And you spend so much time consumed with getting other people to accept you. You never spend time figuring out who you are yourself. So come to find out, you will end up carrying around a whole bunch of shame. Shame for all of these things that you did that they weren't actually you, but you couldn't help it. You carry around this shame with you all the time. And once you start to actually look at your life and you start to go, okay, if my behavior shapes my character and if my behavior looks like this, how do I change it? And you start to learn that sometimes that means leaving certain friends behind, or sometimes that means not doing what everybody else is doing just because it's what's accepted. And sometimes that means digging into things for yourself, regardless of what everybody else is going to think of you. So how can we help the next generation who may be struggling with ADHD? How can we specifically help the next generation of, of women, of girls coming up? Recognize it and don't be afraid to be that parent or be that adult in their own life that advocates for them, even if they're not your child. Now, I get it. People get all butthurt when you point out that their child might be struggling and they're not noticing. But the truth of the matter is, if somebody had brought that to my parents' attention, my life would be vastly different. Now, I can't tell you that it would be better or worse. I'm super happy with where I ended up and the person I became through all of my trials and all of my errors. But as my dad used to say, a lot of times I was always choosing the more difficult road than the easier one. I didn't always understand what he meant, but my impulsive decisions and following my feet wherever they took me led me down a lot of difficult paths. I had to learn a lot of lessons the hard way. And had somebody brought it to my parents' attention, you know, I think she might have ADHD because I know she's smart and I know she's trying. And somehow it's not matching up. Her behavior and her personality and who she is are not the same thing. So there's, there's a disconnect here and we need to figure out what that is. Because here's the thing. If you met anybody who's ever met me, I would say maybe aside from a few scorned exes, okay, because everybody has those in their past. And, and maybe there's a few girls that I was not very nice to in high school. And if somehow you end up listening to this podcast, I'm sorry. I was not who I was truly meant to be in high school. But as you grow older, there are certain parts of your character that people start to recognize in you, regardless of some of the mistakes that you've made. Most of the people that I know of would say, I'm loving, I'm caring, and I put my family and the people that I care the most about first. I do everything I can to make sure that I put them first. If that was something that people were aware of about me back in high school, then I think my own mother and father would have been like, you know what? Lacey really doesn't like to disappoint us. 
that part is very obvious. So why is she struggling so much to get good grades if she is as smart as we know she is? Do you get what I'm saying? So it's really important that if you see it, call it out. If it's if it's a girl who's old enough to talk to her own parents, ask her to talk to her parents. Say, you know, hey, um, I thought that this article might be helpful for you. You should read it. Maybe give it to your mom. Give her a printout of an article about ADHD and girls, what it looks like, how it presents, what the struggles are, because a light bulb might kick on. And let me tell you, you could save a life. There's a few things that happened to me my senior year of high school that kept me from harming myself. And I think one of the main ones is that Jesus always had a hold of me. I never realized how strong his grip was until I was in my late 20s. But thank you, Jesus, for always holding me tight. Because there were moments in high school that I was so ready to end my life. Life felt so difficult for me because of my ADHD. This is something that I think we overlook as women because we spend so much time assuming that somehow if we just get better at being on time, if we just work harder at keeping routines, if we can control more things in our lives, that things will get easier for us. But the problem is, is that when you have ADHD and it's untreated and you don't realize what you're up against, your brain is constantly battling you. It is literally battling you to stay on track, to stay focused, to stay doing what you need to do next, to know what the next right move is, to help you make decisions. So because of that, there's this constant feeling of overwhelm. And it becomes, for someone like me who airs towards the sides of depression, it becomes something to where I just say, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. I, I want to run away. I want to hide. I want to stay in bed for 12 days. I, I just want to quit my job. My job feels really, really, really difficult. So I'm just, just going to quit. And you can't do that <laughs> because as an adult, we can't do that. So when you're feeling like that, a lot of times doctors and, and people who are unaware, especially unaware of how ADHD affects women, will say, oh, you're just depressed. But depression, anti-depression medications will take you about an inch and you need to go about four miles. So we need to talk about it. We need to not have shame from carrying it and not knowing it because we need to learn how to recognize it in others. Day-to-day life feels really heavy when you have ADHD. Being a mother feels really, really, really heavy when you have ADHD. Um, I think a lot of us, I think we also struggle massively with feeling like if we have to take medication or if we have to reach out for help, then somehow we're inadequate. That is just crap. And that is letting society win because somehow they have told you that your standard has to be really, really high. And if you don't meet it, well, then you're just nothing. Understand something that even though our ADHD affects our behavior, because people attribute our behavior to our character, it could become very difficult to not recognize that that is not the person that we are. That just because we're struggling with our behavior, we do still have self-worth. So remember that you are a human being. You are made by God. You're made in his image and he loves us. And here's the thing. He doesn't love us because of our accomplishments. He doesn't love us because of our grades or because of our waist size or because of our ability or because of our ability as mothers to clean our house every day and make dinner every night or bake our child's cake from scratch. That is not why he loves us. He loves us. And he tells us in his word that he loves us because he chose us. 
for himself before the beginning of time. So the next time that you are feeling like, life is so hard, and maybe if I was just a different type of mother, or maybe if I was just a different type of woman, or maybe if I was just different, I would be better. I want you to stop and remind yourself that God loved you so much. He made you exactly as you are to love him because he loves you exactly as he made you. Exactly as he made you. That is going to wrap up this episode of an ADD Woman podcast. And if any of the things I just said are of interest to you, love to hear what you think. And I'll be talking to you guys soon. 